Now, it's time to pile on with Action Sports Jack's Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast is brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai. Welcome to the family. Hey, everybody, welcome in here on Facebook and our digital channels. Brett Martin, along with Dan Hicken, breaking news in Jacksonville tonight just moments ago. We just broke in on the TV side, and we'll be talking about this one, well, just about everywhere, every platform we have. Mm -hmm. Tom Coughlin fired by Shad Khan moments ago. Really, within the last 90 minutes or so, uh, Tom Coughlin was... uh, told by Khan that uh, that was it here in Jacksonville. A second stint is now over for Tom Coughlin. The Jaguar situation has become a mess from the top down, on the field, off the field, inside the building. And, uh, well, the first fall guy, at least right now, is TC, a man who brought so many good moments and memories to this organization. Uh, I guess the word to use is unceremonious departure for him. It's a long way from that January day in New England back in 2018 when the Jacksonville Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game and Tom Coughlin's first year back, and everything seemed to go the Jags' way from the signings of Calais Campbell and A.J. Boye to the play of the young guys like Jalen Ramsey, uh, Malik Jackson as a free agent. Everything, Blake Bortles playing well during the postseason, everything seemed to work. And since that time, just seems like everything they touched didn't work. Yeah. And that's part of professional football, but you have to, it's, it's a results-oriented business. Now, I'm shocked a little bit that it happened just now. Yeah. I thought for sure... You know, look, we all think, and we still think, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, you know, are going to be high-pressed to keep their jobs as well. By the way, that statement said they have two games remaining, and, and yeah. it didn't say they're going to be fired. It didn't say no. they're going to be started there. No. At the interim basis, the only thing it said about Marone and Caldwell they report to is that they report to Shad Khan, yeah. and it says it down here, General Manager bottom, Dave Caldwell, yeah. Head Coach Doug Marone, will each report directly to me on an interim basis. So, so I'm surprised that it happened tonight, and I wonder what, you know, did they have a meeting today? Did they talk about things? Is Shad fuming about the NFLPA letter, which I will maintain, uh, and I will stand by this comment. I honestly believe this, so maybe I'm wrong. I do believe if the Jaguars were 9-5, and five, that letter would have been laughed at by a lot of people. Um, so, uh, uh, but they're 5-9. and nine, uh, They get a win in Oakland. And we turn around and this letter comes out on Monday from the National Football League Players Association rebuking the Jaguars management, which is Tom Coughlin, for things like fining players for not going to voluntary uh, rehab sessions. Yeah, making it a required thing. And that's really the big thing on this. This grievance was very embarrassing to the organization. Yes. And Shad Khan let it stew for a little bit. Uh And I actually reached out to Shad Khan's folks and Mm -hmm. said, hey, you guys going to have a statement on this Monday afternoon? And it was pretty quiet. And everything goes through the football office. Mm -hmm. And that's Tom Coughlin. Well, Tom Coughlin didn't mention it at all. So this obviously stewed and stewed I felt like if Tom had jumped in and, like, let's say Tom, so many people sit here and say, well, why doesn't he why doesn't he say he he needs to speak up? Doug Marone can't. You know why does Doug Marone have to? Yeah. Well, well, they say that about Shad Khan too. It's not yeah. just about Tom Coughlin. What? What? How would Tom Coughlin win right then? Because basically he's going to get in front of the 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 media, and he's going to disparage players. Yeah. Because the one player concerned was a player who perhaps wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Therefore, they made it. Like, hey, listen, you got to get well. You got to rehab, and you're going to do it here because we can't count on you to take care of it. Yeah. 
Well, we what do talk- you do? How do you handle that? Well, or do you just take the bullet? So it's almost like my point is it's almost like a can't win situation. But I think we the, the one thing I, I and again I'm a little bit biased here. I, I, Tom Coughlin is a friend of mine, so I have a little bit of problem. But the one thing that <clears throat> that I go back to that that really bothers me is the vitriol towards the man by the fans. Yeah, and it's really I don't a, get it's that. a younger generation fan that has that. It's those folks that did not fall in love or revere them in the in the mm-hmm. mid to late nineties, I think. Uh-huh. And it's a social media fan base too. Yeah. That's yeah, I what we're that. hearing. That's where you're hearing yeah. that. I don't I said this today that I don't think that's the tr- representation of everybody about no, Tom Not Coughlin. at all. Not at all. But it is okay to admit and that, look, I like Tom Coughlin a lot too. I have an utmost respect for what sure. he's done and has done. But I also think time, time have, times have changed in mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. And I'm not sure Tom Coughlin changed with it. And I brought up a little bit earlier and I said, why did Tom Coughlin take this tact here in Jacksonville mm-hmm. of finding players just great amounts of money? I mean, the Leonard Fournette situation is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And that is last year he fined him $99,000 for sitting on the bench as an inactive player. It okay. was not a good look. Okay. It was not a good look. But 99, it's the dollar amount. It's right. not even the fact. It's right. the dollar amount that I had. I talked to people in the league. They were like, most teams, nobody would even find an inactive player. Right. Forget about $99,000 yeah. of, of an inactive player. Tom Coughlin was brought in because we were, we, the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, was viewed as soft, weak, no structure. Not held accountable. Not held accountable. So they brought him in yeah. to kick him in the butt. Yeah. He kicks him in the butt, and two years later, he's too mean, he's too hard. He's kicked in the and butt. And the players aren't, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it just goes to show you, only thing that matters is winning and losing. Only thing that That's matters it. is winning, but let's, keep, let's, let's be honest here, too. Mm-hmm. If we go back to 2017, because a lot of people are like, okay, where did this start? How, why right. did it work in 17? That's why I want, why it work in 17, but it right. doesn't work the last two years? And you're right about losing. Mm-hmm. When you lose... Everything bubbles. It's not that this didn't happen. A.J. Boye brought up a point today right. where he got fined in 17. Right. But nobody ever heard about it. Right. Nobody complained about it. And players don't complain about this stuff often. This was the NFLPA that, on behalf of the players, said the Jaguars are doing it wrong. And they're mm-hmm. not doing it right. That's what came out on Monday. We haven't seen anything like this in recent memory for them to target a team like they did the Jacksonville Jaguars. But in 17, we both know this and we talked to enough players. Mm-hmm. Coming out of that training camp, which right. was so hard, which right. was a kick in the butt. Not right. just by Tom Coughlin, no, by Doug, Doug Marone as well. Yeah. That team was on edge now. Right. There was a mutiny about yeah. ready to happen. Yeah. They beat Houston, and they crushed Houston. Crushed them. And if they didn't do that, I believe, I'm not sure if everybody believes, mm-hmm. that mutiny might have happened. They have. So that's why you live. You live on the edge in the NFL. You so live on where, the edge in sports. Where did the disconnect come with Tom and Doug Marone? Because Doug Marone was basically handpicked. By Tom Coughlin. There yes. were two different coaches. Tom said, as, as we have reported, Tom said there are two different guys that I'd like to have be the coach. Doug Marone was one of them. That's the guy that they ultimately went for. Yes. They were connected at the hip in 2017. Yes. There's no question. We, we were, around the, were around the organization a lot. Yeah. You watch them come on the plane together. You watch them travel together. They are always talking to each other. Together. It was a lot like Gus and Dave used to be. Yeah. Right? In so, step. So in 2017... All together, in step, everybody's fine. 2018, I didn't sense anything. I kind of feel like the beginning of this year, when Marone decided, when Coach Marone decided, I'm going to run an easy camp. I'm going to run a 
for lack of a better word, club med type of camp. Yeah. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm respectful, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it, was totally it wasn't like 2007. nothing Tom Coughlin would sign off on. Never, right? Nothing. Is that where the disconnect with Doug and Tom began to the point that we don't see him together? We don't see him. We see Doug has basically said, why am I being asked these questions? Somebody else should be answering yeah. them. He's that's, yelling down the hall on occasion yeah, on those yeah. fronts. He's saying, hey, where, you know, so... Dan, I, guess I don't think it question. started in August. Uh-huh. I think it started at the end of last year and maybe even toward uh, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But I think Doug Marone, as a former player now, mm-hmm. he also is under the mold of Coughlin in terms of he likes this hard stuff. He, right. You know, but he got feedback from the players. Right. And if you ask any coach or player, or, uh, not coach mm-hmm. or administrator around the NFL these days, said mm-hmm. players are different now. Yeah. And the one thing that's really changed from mm-hmm. the time when Tom Coughlin was here in the 90s is salaries. So Jalen Ramsey's got 27 million bucks in the bank. He, he can kind of say whatever he wants. He feels pretty good about his bank account. Right. So they have a little bit more power, players do now. But I do think Doug Marone said, had players coming to him mm-hmm. after last year and saying some of the things that now have arose, like the grievances and the fines and the right. amount of fines and the dollars in the fines. And all of that feedback resulted in Doug Marone changing his tact a little bit more player-friendly and saying, hey, I need these guys to perform. Mm-hmm. They might be against the guy at the top and Tom Coughlin, but they can't be against me and our coaching staff. Right. And so he did do a, a 180 and took a totally different tact. Now, there's one other thing where this went wrong. Right. And really where it bubbled. Mm-hmm. And we know that, and that's the state of the franchise, when Tom Coughlin called out Telvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey right. for not being there at 100% at voluntary workouts right. because they didn't have 100% participation. In the end. And that was a bad look. In fact, he got scolded by the NFL. Right. And the NFLPA <laughs> at the time for saying that. So it, you can almost argue the NFLPA has had a little bit of a vendetta but, against Coughlin and keeping an eye on him anyway. Sure. In his they actions. don't like him, clearly. Well, they, this goes back to the Giants' days. This, this goes, goes back, back to the, the Jaguars' Jaguar days. days. Yeah. yeah, trust me on that. In the end, Tom Coughlin was who he was, and Tom Coughlin didn't change. No. And the players did. And it's a different world now. And I, I don't feel like there's – I feel like it's still football, but it's a different game now. And, and you know where Tom Coughlin was Saturday when he went out to Oakland? Scouting. No, he was with John Madden. Oh, yeah. He went and visited John Madden. Who, oh, I mean, think, uh, uh, you know, I mean, and talked about football and, and such. I, I just, I, I feel sad, obviously. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, I feel sad that it didn't work. shouldn't be a fist pump for anybody. No. For some it will be yeah. because there's change. Yeah. This shouldn't be, if this shouldn't be, the, Tom Coughlin should have retired. Yeah. And hopefully with a winning season. And he still should go into the pride of the Jaguars in a couple years. Oh, yeah. He should be in, in Canton. As a coach, oh, yeah. this executive role did not work out well. Right. It's tough. It's right. not sustainable across the league, not just Tom Coughlin. Yeah. It's a hard thing when you've been a coach and, and I don't now know, you try to be this, this observer I of I don't everything. know if Shad asked him or gave him the option of retiring. I hope he would have. Well, there's a report from Ian Rappaport mm-hmm. that he said uh, from the NFL Network that he said both sides had pretty much mutually agreed that they will go their separate ways at the end of the year mm-hmm. uh, and he will retire, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of how we thought this would end. Right. If you go back to what we were talking about in training camp, I thought this might happen regardless of any of the things that have bubbled right. over since. Right. He's 73 years old. He's 73 years old. There are some, there's some uh, family There's things. some family issues that, yes. you know, that, that a lot of you aren't aware of that if you knew, you might think differently. Um, but I, make no mistake about this, about Tom Coughlin. He loved this franchise. He checked on him all loved the time the when he was with the Giants. He loves Jacksonville. 
And uh, hopefully whenever you see him around, you'll always go up and say hey to the coach. You said this, though. You said one thing, and, and I talked about this a lot today, um, that he didn't change, the players did. Yeah. But I think this is where Tom, I started to say this a little earlier, mm-hmm. where Tom might have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. He changed in New York. I yeah. was covering the Giants. Yeah. Strahan and him and mm-hmm. that and those players were, mm-hmm. were not on the same page as Coughlin. In fact, they hated him. Right. They, they went to the NFLPA right. just about every week. Right. And Strahan's blow up with him was public. And legendary. W- and legendary. Yep. Go back and read some of the things. Well, sure. what happened? Tom Coughlin changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a 180. Right. But he at least respected the stray hands of the world, right. the Tiki Barbers, the Eli right. Mannings, their view. Right. What I don't understand is what happened when he came here. Yeah. Did he not do that because it's Jacksonville? Did he not do that because it was a young football team? Or did, was he did the same? players change that much that he couldn't get to that level? It's a different world now, man. I mean, listen, uh, the Tom Coughlin coach of the 90s, uh, you know, I was at Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I mean, there were two-a-days. There was, yeah. you know, you want to talk about a tough training camp. That was a tough training camp. These guys only have to go in pads, what, 12 times, 13 times an entire year now. They, not even every week. One day a week, not even. So, I don't know. It's yeah, but Dan, if you do things in our business that yeah. you did in 1995 and you're doing the same way right now, yeah. you're not going to survive. No, That's I don't know. I don't know if he went back. To, I, I, again, I don't know if he went back to being the old, old Tom Coughlin or if he was the Tom Coughlin. Maybe he thought he was Tom Coughlin of New York Tom Coughlin. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a good question, and only probably he can answer that and, and, and some of the people around the, uh, around the organization. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Um, with Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. Why did they just wait two more weeks? Yeah. Ten days, really. Yeah, I don't know what, what happened tonight that, or today. Did he meet with Shot? Is Shot even here? Shot in so. Jacksonville? Were they on the phone? That's a good question. I don't know. He's yeah, don't in know. and out, so I'm not sure. I, I believe this could be, this is all perception, by yeah. the way. Uh, I think we can do this on Facebook. <laughs> Probably can't get away with it on the TV side. Uh, but uh, I, I believe this was an owner who was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And also an owner that already got ticked off. And I mentioned this to you back at the time. Mm-hmm. When the Ramsey situation happened, the way Shotcon mm-hmm. runs his business, mm-hmm. is, in my view, mm-hmm. is Shotcon says, hey, Tom, I'm hiring you to do the football stuff, man. I don't know the football stuff. Right. I'm an auto parts guy. And, you, and know, I, you do it. I appreciate that part. You I do like it. that. And so when he had to step in on the Ramsey front because his star player was feuding and not playing and essentially faking a back injury, you know, to the point where he wasn't going to play. Right. Shotcon had to step in there. I think that really hurt Tom Coughlin's future in Jacksonville at that moment because Shad does not want to jump in on that situation. That's gonna, not how he wants to do it. And then I fast forward to putting him out there in that press conference, right. which was very awkward. But I actually believe Shad Khan said, you know what? I had to step in for you. Your football team right now is not very good, the one you assembled. You're going to help us out and try to get people here and rally the troops and tell right. them that we still got this thing going. And that was very awkward news conference. It kind of hung Tom Coughlin out to dry a little bit there. And then you fast forward to this week, and I think this is finally saying, hey, you know what? This is an embarrassment. You, well, this is, listen, you are supposed to be leading our football stuff, and this is what we're getting. If I was going, to, if I was going to tell Tom, there's two things that I think, Tom, I would have liked him to, to do differently. One, I think Tom should have got out front when they traded Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, that's where you need the, the general manager or the general manager's boss to come out and say why you just traded your team's best player. Because in the end, the Jalen Ramsey deal will pro- could benefit the Jaguars a great deal. It could. He just made another Pro Bowl, but it could. Well, 
we could argue that I know. down the road. I'm just saying it could. Zero but, interceptions, three passes defensed. But, mm. you're, but you're right. But he needed to say something. He needed you to say something. You need to show the fans Number this is two. why we did this. Number two, he came in uh, uh, hot on that press conference that he did. And I wish he would have been Tom, the Tom I know, the yeah. Tom that uh, uh, some of us know or many of us know, where, you know, he's a very engaging guy. He came in kind of ticked off. Because he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And so that was an uncomfortable thing. And then finally. We both said about that. We yeah. said, Wish, could you just call us and we'll tell you how to do it. I would have t- I mean, told him. I've been glad like, to tell it's him. It's almost like he thought he was in the New York media right yeah. then. You know, yeah. it was an uncomfortable. And he worked out actually when he was in New York. Ultimately, he met with those guys and had a good relationship with them. Here, he didn't need to have a relationship with them. Maybe that was something. But again, it's not the media or the fans. It's ultimately what you do with your bosses. And the third thing is. You have to, regardless of how I feel about the NFLPA letter, you do have rules to follow. Absolutely. He has rules to follow, and he did not follow them to a T. Yeah. So if you're not going to follow the rules, you can't have a, a lot of rules and say you guys got to follow the rules. So that was a little bit. So That's a mixed the, message. Yeah, those are the things that you know, I think for Tom ultimately was a struggle. He is a hell of a football coach and an even better man. And I've told him, you know, you – won two Super Bowls. But your greatest legacy will be the J Fund. Absolutely. And what you've done for Jacksonville and, and New York. Um, so don't ever forget that. And while it's a tough time for him, I'm sure, listen, uh, there's a lot left for him to do, and who knows what's going to happen for him down the road, but it won't be with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Shad Khan will probably be the one left standing here. At some point, and I th- I'm not criticizing Shad Khan because as an owner, it's... Well, he deserves some criticism. Well, they haven't won. They haven't won. But is that his... He's hired the wrong people he's hired then. He's the wrong or, people. But, but, That's so, his job is to put the right people in line. Correct. And listen, correct. I, I mean, the record is what it is. It's horrible. I mean, I... I it's I, horrible. I, I, can't, I, don't, I don't think Shad Khan could be right here right now, and yes. I respect the man right. he as, has as well, a, but he, he hasn't won. He hasn't had a good year. No. You know, he his year includes calling out Jaguar fans and questioning their, their passion to fill the stadium for eight games a year when we all know what's coming up soon is another game in London. Maybe as early as next year. We shall see. So, Shad's having a tough year. The Jags are having a tough year. I've never Listen, this is never a dull moment covering the NFL. This is our 25th year. It was supposed to be a celebration of sorts. Yeah. Instead, it was probably the oddest off-the-field Season in season in Jags history, absolutely from right from the get go, from Telvin not playing Smith. anybody during pre. Telvin Smith before the season even Yannick began. Yannick Ngakwe holding out, yeah, not playing anybody, not playing anybody. Nick Foles eleven snaps in. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. The very next week, people forget that was week two against Houston, where he's screaming at Doug Marone and hands on. Him. And that lasted three weeks. And then, the, and then the very odd press conference with him, and then Minshew Mania gave us a little bit of a break, but. <laughs> Holy cow, what That's a crazy year. That's why we do a show here on CBS. Yeah. My goodness. We'll have that uh, coming up on the 28th, I think. Mm-hmm. It is the day before the season finale. You know, at, here's a tag board. Uh, tag board. We, we take it really inside the business if we call it this way. Tom Coffin fired. Uh, let's see if we'll be able to pull some of these up. And yeah. I hope they're all. I don't um, think you can pull them. I think you just. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Fire Marone and Caldwell. <laughs> well, I think that will probably happen. Yeah. If I can continue to do this, Dan, I'm going to do it. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I think she's helping. Paid it for the guy, but business I, is business. That made me feel powerful for a moment. But oh, you're I think not doing Olivia's that. Helping oh, back if you're there. not executing your job quickly, you have to be like, oh, I hope Marone yeah. and Caldwell follow. I mean, everybody wants a house cleaning. Um, you have to, Dan. When you have yeah. this kind of culture, you have no choice. Leonard Fournette. 
has tweeted out. I don't know what that video that's is. That's the eyes. Oh. That's that GIF. Oh. Is that what we call it? A GIF? Is that proper? Thank you very much. I'm, I'm woke. Well, um, that's interesting. You know, and again, Fournette's worth repeating if you're just joining us. Yeah. It, you know, it came out today, and actually, I've... see, these are the kind of things that I just think are yeah, are, that's are, are cheap shots and disrespectful. But again, that's, but that's social media. I understand, but you know um, what? I mean, that's you know, social media, yeah. and uh, at right now, everybody's mad. Yeah, Fournette's interesting. Again, if you just joined us, uh, it came out that last year when he sat on the bench next to T.J. Yeldon. You remember that scene? Yes. It was an ugly scene. And by the way, the fans were captain. incensed about that, too. And, and by the way, everybody should be incensed. Yeah. But the bottom line is he got fined $99,000 for that act yes. as an inactive player sitting on the bench. Which you can't do. Which you can't do. He later won the grievance. He did. But that will give you an idea of what's going on with the NFLPA versus the Jaguars in the last couple well, of listen, years. Talk Those to... kind of fines where I, somebody told me, he said, nobody would get fined, but this especially is... that. That amount of Again, money. Again, Brett, this is no secret. Talk to Jeff Lagerman, uh, who works for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He butted, as, as the head of the Players Association in Jacksonville, he butted heads with Coughlin constantly in the 90s. Absolutely. Over one thing after another. Oh, so it's like a tie, and you get yeah. fined over things like yeah. that. But, Dan, you, you bring up the interesting point. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think the end game is uh, with Tom Coughlin here in Jacksonville. Is you're talking about Jeff Lagerman. That yeah. was in the 90s. Yeah. We're here in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's a different player. They make more money. They have more power. They want yes. more power. Yes. There's a new CBA coming up. Yes. They feel slighted as is anyway the entire decade mm-hmm. because the owners in the NFL is making a ton of money. I use this example, and I don't say it, uh, again, with any disrespect toward Tom Coughlin. I just think it's reality. Mm-hmm. When you have guys like Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. and Jalen Ramsey and Telvin Smith, and heck, name a guy, yeah. walking down the hallway in Jags headquarters, mm-hmm. and they see Tom Coughlin walking at him at 73 years old, and they're 23 years old, mm-hmm. they say, hey, coach, and that's it. And they don't think anything of it. Right. They don't care about the Lombardi trophies. They don't compare about his, care about his time here in Jacksonville mm-hmm. that everybody else reveres him for when right. he got back. Right. When you talk to anybody in the building, Sales guy, yeah. mailman guy, yeah. any guy. When yeah. they walk by the hall, yeah. in the hall, and they see Tom Coughlin, like, hey, coach, and they go tell their friend that they just saw Tom Coughlin in the hall. Right. Because that's how much he's revered. Mm-hmm. My point is the players to Tom Coughlin, they don't care. There's I, a disconnect there. Yeah, but I would respond with this then. Maybe you have the wrong players. And maybe those players aren't the guys that you hope they could be. I mean, Telvin Smith left the team. Some say quit. Jalen Ramsey quit on the team. Three games he sat out. Is he going to ever go win a Super Bowl? Is he? I don't know. He might. He's a great player. There's no denying how talented he is. But was he, you know this, was he viewed as a cancer in the locker room? Many people would tell you, well, maybe not a cancer, but he wasn't, you know. He's not a team guy. He ain't a team guy. He ain't, you know, uh, why did Calais Campbell come to Jacksonville? One of the reasons why he said was because of Tom Coughlin. He could have went to the Denver Broncos. So, it, go, it works both ways. I, yeah. I get what you're saying, and I understand. Look, you, you don't win. This is what happens. Yeah. And they didn't win. And too many situations occurred this year. Well, and then from a player's perspective, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about that, you're right. Maybe they don't have the right players. But Coughlin and this regime, not just Coughlin, but Coughlin right. at the end of the day was responsible for it. It's a, signed off he would on, tell you that. Signed off on Blake Bortles. That's the bigger and issue. And has now signed off yeah. on Nick Foles. Right. And Sean so, Conn had every right to call Tom Coughlin in and say, wait a minute. You, I have just spent um, seventy million dollars on two quarterbacks, and neither of them are starting for me. No, and I, I really, what? I really got what? probably about what thirteen starts out of yeah. those two guys yeah. for, so, for a lot of money. What are we doing here? So you know that's and that's. Um, I guess really at the end of the day. I guess if you're Tom Coughlin, you come back with, well, I got you Gardner in the sixth <laughs> round. 
that's what, what a value that yeah. is. Yeah. Well, listen, they have gotten some good players. Uh, Dave Caldwell, Tom Coughlin has signed off yeah. on. But they also have not done the right thing at the QB situation. And for the first time we've seen, and who knows, there are two sides to every story. Sure there are. But for the first time in Jacksonville, we've actually seen a contentious contract negotiation with Yannick Ngakwe and the Jaguars. And one that yes. has, is oh, a yes. stalemate. Yes. Like, they don't talk to each other. No. And there is not a lot of respect for either side, not Correct. a lot of respect for the Jags organization. Right. So is that a Coughlin thing? Is that a Yannick Ngakwe asking too much money thing? I'm just saying I've been here for 12 years. You've been here a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Under this regime and, and Shad Khan's ownership, we have not seen anything like this. And they have signed quite a few players. Yes, they have. So even that adds to it, in my opinion, of, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And we don't know why that is exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's just another thing. Are the Jags treating star players like other teams around the league would treat star players? Right. And really flipping it forward, I think Shad Khan also may have made this move today because he has to do something to say we're not going to put up with this because he needs to sign some free agents in March to make this football team better. <laughs> and well, who's coming here? It used to be money talks. Well, the Jags don't have as much money as they used to have the organization, to hand out. The organization for the umpteenth year will come out in February – and sell one thing and one thing only, hope. Yes. And that's all they have. And, and they'll only be able to sell hope because they're making these changes. If they had come back with the same guys, oh, game uh, was over. Yeah, game over. I mean, the, the fans, uh, they blame everybody. Yes. I mean, you know, they're, they're mad at Tom Coughlin. And I think everybody deserves some blame. There's no doubt. They're mad at Doug Marone. They're mad at Dave Caldwell. They're mad at Shad Khan. They're mad at everything. They're tired. I don't even know if they're mad anymore. The worst thing is they become sort of apathetic. They don't care. And so they, you know, they are tired of, I talked to one friend of mine, I'll t go back to Shad's comments about the passion and such. And if you missed it, while they were in London, he was talking about London and he said, there's, and I don't think he meant it exactly as a slam to the fans, but that's sort of how it came out. Yes. And he, and he said, there's not the passion to fill a not stadium. the appetite, right? Is that what it is? I, I thought it was so. passion. Or so, do you have that quote? There's not the passion there to fill the stadium for eight games a year. Yeah. Okay? And, and so, I was talking to one of my friends, uh, Florida, Georgia weekend, while they were in London. And he's been a season ticket holder for the Jaguars for 25 years. And he said, you know, I spent literally $50,000 as a starting point on this franchise. And you're telling me I don't have, you know. Yeah. The heck with you. Yeah, yeah. And you've done this, too. I've run into countless people in town who have told me, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I saw people leaving the stadium. I had a guy come game. up to me at a restaurant the other night. may have been having a few. <laughs> put his arm around me and told me, point you blank. You the guy. I don't want to say. <laughs> point blank. I'm done. I've been going for 25 years. I'm done. Now, listen. It's emotional. It's emotional. And buy. half those people will come back, yeah. hopefully. But there is going to be... A challenge for this organization no going doubt. forward. They know it. And you listen, I don't know who you're going to, you know, again, Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, we'll see. I can't imagine either of them stay. If they do, it's one thing. If they don't, you better go find Mike McCarthy. You better go find Urban Meyer. You better go find a name guy who people believe in. Absolutely. And I will say this. There are some views around the NFL, again, spent the last couple of days talking to some sure. people, that this is the worst organization in the NFL right now. And on the field, up until last week, they were. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Yeah. Off the field, you mm -hmm. don't want to look like that. No. And in the past, there has been that talk. 
Yeah. How can you even get a free agent here? Yeah. ShotCon has fixed a lot of that. They spent a lot of money. They've mm-hmm. tried to do that. They've mm-hmm. had 2017. This sets them back a little bit when people talk about it like that, whether it's true or not. Right. If that's the word going around the league a little bit, mm-hmm. players, agents, people in general, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to find a coach that wants to come in. It's going to be hard to find the best GM. Right. Not find a coach. Anybody wants to coach. Right. I'm saying the best one, best free agents. All those people to, to to come into Jacksonville and change this. And so I think this is a preemptive strike to that a little bit from Shad Khan saying, you know what? The people that were involved in this embarrassed this organization and have turned it into that from a perception standpoint. We have to do something. And right. I have to do something. Right. And we'll see if it's the right move. We'll, well see if it's it works. Now, it's really not these set of moves that will work for Shad Khan. It's the next ones. Listen, it's we, who is he going to bring in and how are they going to fix this thing? There's a lot of work to be done in Jacksonville. And again, whether you agree or disagree with Tom Coughlin, I think most people are, are okay with Tom Coughlin being let go. Understand this. This franchise now, this Jacksonville Jaguar franchise, has fired Tom Coughlin two times. Twice. you got to wear that. Yeah, and Wayne Weaver uh, did one of the last interviews with Wayne biggest Weaver. Biggest regret. Said it's the biggest regret. Yeah. Now, he went on to win two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, I don't know if Shad Khan will look at it that way. Yeah. You're talking about a, a 73-year-old sure. Tom Coughlin. Sure. Uh, not a guy with 20 years still to go yeah. in his career. Right. But the point, it, it's, it's a tough one, and it yeah. also shows you the craziness of the NFL. It is crazy. Because, again, I believe he will be up in the pride of the Jaguars and also go into the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah. Uh, I believe that mm-hmm. as a coach. Mm-hmm. And yet the Jaguars have fired him twice, their most successful person, really, in the franchise. Well, let me ask you this. Will he go to the pride of the Jaguars? Because Tom's a competitive well, Tom's guy Tom's a stubborn now, guy. He may a tell stubborn him, guy. He may say no. It'll be interesting to watch that over the next few years. Listen, again, say what you want about the man. Next to Wayne Weaver... The most important person in this franchise's history, good and bad. There's no denying that. Yeah. Wayne um, Weaver, only because without Wayne Weaver, we don't get the team. Yeah, and I always say one of the best things for Wayne Weaver that people don't talk about is finding Shad Khan. At least that's what yes. I thought. Yes. But from a football wins and loss standpoint. <laughs> Not so much right now. It hasn't transpired. No. I think it will, and I think it will in the city of Jacksonville, and the stadium. I mean, and this all those has things, been but. a, you know, we. we <laughs> We do these shows every week, and we put up. Uh, it struck me the other day. We did a thing at our, our big wall here. Worst team of the decade, uh, Brent. There's so many to choose from. So many. I mean, it's been an awful decade, man. Well, the Browns are. I mean, you guys wise the worst. That's what you know. I mean, you've been 12 seasons 12 you've seasons. covered. 11 seasons. I haven't even made it to December with a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, out think of about that. I mean, I listen. At least we had, you know, we had 95 in the ro- romance packed houses. Then 96, 97, 98, 99. All right, then we slipped in 2000. Let's rebound 2001. But we built this expectation so greatly that Wayne Weaver did. He's like, I'm losing God. People aren't coming to the games. I got to do well. You know, and, and yeah. so he did it, and away they go. Early Jags fans were spoiled. Yeah, they were spoiled. Now it's been nothing. There it is, by the way. The worst team of the decade. Look Very at some of these. Call right there. Thank you. Very nice. Nicely done. But listen, four wins, three wins, three wins, two wins. And we've left some teams off the board there. The 2018 team. Maybe the most disappointing team in the history of the franchise because we were three and one, beat the Patriots, who went to win the Super Bowl. We were going to the Super Bowl. We were within a whisker of going to the Super Bowl, and then we fell apart and lost nine games in a row. Yeah, so, it's not good. 
Yeah. The Jags have stunk. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, I think we've documented that yeah, enough. Let's, uh, let's, let's get out of here with this. Okay. Uh, again, if you just joined us, Tom Coughlin fired tonight by ShotCon right. within the last two hours now. Uh, ShotCon releasing a statement. If we have that statement, it might be a good time to throw that up yeah. here and uh, share it with the folks. And here it reads, within the past hour, this was as of 7 o'clock, by the way, so around 6 o'clock, I informed Tom Coughlin that he was being relieved of his duties as executive VP of football operations. Effective this evening, I determined earlier this fall that make this move at the conclusion of the 2019 season would be in everyone's best interest but in recent days I reconsidered and decided to make this change immediately that obviously speaks to the embarrassment of the NFL PA letter that came out on Monday mm -hmm. I thank Tom for his efforts not only over the past three years but for all he did from our very first season 25 years ago to put the Jaguars on the map GM Dave Caldwell head coach Doug Marone will each report directly to me on an interim basis my expectations those of our fans for our final two games in the 2020 season are high. This will likely not be the last statement from Shad Khan. What I'll be interested to see is if Shad Khan will discuss anything in front of microphones after the final home game uh, against the Indianapolis Colts in a couple of weeks. But that statement issued tonight from Shad Khan as he fires Tom Coughlin and Tom Coughlin fired for the second time. So the way Jalen is tweeted out, by oh, the way. Of course, Jalen is tweeted. <laughs> Uh, but what I would like to finish this off yes. uh, with, Dan. I'm sorry, I'm is, just looking at information. I'm not being rude. Is the, no, no, that's it's all <laughs> coming in. Is, is where do you think the legacy does sit for Coughlin? And I think it's a really hard question to answer because right now there's emotions involved. Yeah, you don't, you uh, don't want to ask me that. No, well, but, but, I, but I do. Listen, his, I think it's worth talking about. I know yeah. where yours sits. Yeah. Uh, and by the I, way, mine I, is not far-fetched. I just think you've got to kind of look into the crystal ball yeah. and say, what's it going to look like in five years? When I read... And, uh, that people sit there and say uh, he ruined the franchise twice. I, I become incensed. Yeah. yeah, I become Thankfully incensed. It's not me. No, you didn't say that. But <laughs> or that you punch him. There, yeah, there's media members who have said that, and I think they have a lot of nerve. And I think that that's a man who, again, uh, built this franchise brick by brick, starting in 1993. Four when he was hired, went and scouted, went and, you know, selected Tony Baselli, built a heck of a football team, found Mark Brunel. That's the other thing, you know, people always say he's a personnel guy, and I guess he did have, look, there's no denying he's made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, nobody we all talks know that. about the wins. Right? Yeah, but uh, uh, he also made some great moves, too, when he was back here in the 90s, finding guys, and he did some great things in 2017 to build a team. I think probably the biggest mistake he made and the, the team, the franchise made, we beat the Buffalo Bills 10-3 to in a playoff game, okay, in 17. The Buffalo Bills walked off the field. We walked off the field. We went on and beat Pittsburgh and then battled New England. The Bills went and got a quarterback, mm -hmm. Josh Allen, and have sort of rebooted their team. Yeah. And they're now, later, they we are. should be what the Buffalo Bills are. Yeah. The mistake was My gosh, probably. How many times do people say that? Yeah. The mistake was probably keeping, <laughs> keeping Blake and missing out on some of the guys that yeah. we could have drafted. But to me, his legacy, uh, besides, he beat Bill Belichick twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, don't forget that. But I always tell him his greatest legacy is the J Fund, in my opinion, because what he's done for uh, these kids and these families, and we've done a lot of J Fund stuff through the yeah. years. Have you ever talked to any family? who has a negative word to say about Tom Coughlin or the J-Fund. It's unbelievable. It's really amazing. If I've always thought this. I've yeah. asked him about this on yeah. occasion when yeah. we would have him for J-Fund mm -hmm. things, and it is amazing the dynamic. This is a man that has a very good heart and is a good man, mm -hmm. and people view him that, and he's like that grandfather role where yeah. you kind of put your arms around yeah. hanging out with the grandkids. Yet the stuff of this week mm – -hmm. 
speaks to someone that's totally different inside an NFL building. Yeah, he does it a, his way. From a, I'm doing it my way, from a, um, Brent, the year he, iron fist kind of way. The year and he it's got such a di- weird dynamic. There. The year he got fired here, he took a year off between the Jags and the Giants. Yeah, right. And I spent time with him that year. It was unbelievable. I mean, I could sit there and talk football with that guy for 24 hours straight. But I'd go have lunch with him and the stories and the things he could tell and the life lessons and things that, and I'll say this too on a personal note, that guy, you know, the Tom Coughlin I know was a man who has always been there for me. Uh, Anything personal in my life, I get a phone call. Dan, everything okay? And I'm like, coach, it's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like one example, my youngest son, when he was young, it's not a big deal, but he had to wear the helmet because he had a misshapen head. Look at his dad. Got a misshapen head, big giant head, right? <laughs> so the poor kid had to wear the, the helmet to kind of get it in position. Well, if you see him, you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with this kid? Is something wrong with his head? And so he called me and it, out of the blue when I was in Fort Lauderdale getting him shaped for his thing for another one. And I, just those little things stay yeah. with me. I mean, because he didn't have to do that. He, you know, we're not, you know, he, so I will never, you know, disparage Tom Coughlin. I'm well, sorry. I think it's important to note this too. I've talked to some people in the building recently. Mm-hmm. They don't not like Tom Coffey. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, you, you know, you you get this kind of situation. You're sure. like, can't st- he must yeah. be a nasty yeah. old man. Yeah. yeah, can't even stand being around. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, they don't agree with it the way he approaches this right now, mm-hmm. especially in this day of the NFL. Sure, and some might not agree years ago when he was even having success. Right, but. It's not that they don't like Tom Coughlin. Don't right. even, I've heard, talked to some people that say, it's been fun working with Tom right. Coughlin. But their philosophies might be totally different. I'm shocked that you found that one. But, <laughs> but, but the philosophies are so different. Yeah. Um, and this philosophy. Brent, when we rode with him to Tom. work, uh, what time did we get meet with him, Marcel? 4.45, 5 a.m. Uh, at his house. This is a 70-plus-year-old man. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, that's his way. He, he knows only one way. And maybe that way, ultimately, because things didn't work out, did him in. I don't, you know. At the end of the day? Yeah. Maybe this was the only way he was going to get out of the NFL. Yeah. I hope that, you know. You know, maybe. Uh, yeah. Was he ever going to walk out on his own? Oh, he might be coaching next year for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hopefully it's good for Tom Coughlin, good for the family. Have some family time at the end of the day. I know it's tough right now. Yes. Because uh, you hate going out this way as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are right. He loves the city. He loves the franchise. Wanted to do everything he could. Sure. And just couldn't get it done. Um, to at least the success they all wanted. But now what does it mean going forward? We'll see. Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, they've got two weeks, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Chad Khan probably issue another statement. And then how do they flip this thing and make it a success? At the that's end of the day, that's what everybody what we wants. Want. Yeah. <laughs> that's ultimately what everybody wants. all we want. I, I begged for a Super Bowl by 2020, and it's not happening. That is not happening. No. I can guarantee you that. All right, TV clock is ticking, people. Uh, hey, we'll do this all again <laughs> on the TV side of things. Coming up tonight, 10 o'clock on Action News Jackson, 11 o'clock uh, as well, CBS 47 and Fox 30. We are going to try to get more reaction mm-hmm. from the Tom Coughlin News tonight. Thanks for hanging with us here on Facebook and our digital channels. You've been listening to Action Sports Jacks Pile On with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast has been brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai. Welcome to the family.